Hey, good morning, and welcome to uh, King's Orchard Church Christ uh, uh, YouTube channel. So, we're glad you joined us, and uh, we're going to sing some songs this morning. Hopefully, encourage you, build you up, lift you up, and and just uh, challenge your faith as, as well. So, we're going to do a couple of those things this morning. And uh, but before we before we do that, we're going to sing some songs with with my family as well. And the first song is just simply going to be This Little Light of Mine. I believe very much that uh, songs can encourage us, obviously, but they can do more than a sermon sometimes. And we just simply need to, to, to remember that we are lights in our community. We're lights wherever we go in our family, whether we're alone, whether we're with other people. So let's, let's be encouraged. Kids, if you're watching, get your little light up, okay? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine all the time. Let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. All the time, let it shine. Don't let the devil it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let the devil it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine all the time. Let it shine. Shine all around my neighborhood. I'm gonna let it shine. Shine all around the neighborhood. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine all the time, let it shine. The next one, kids and adults, if you're singing along, is Jesus Loves the Little Children. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in His sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. It is an amazing thing to be loved by God, be loved by Jesus, and, and to know that He sacrificed Himself for us so that we become His children by faith. At this time, we want to... Help prepare your hearts and our hearts and our minds for communion, for the Lord's Supper. And this song is a, is a recording, and uh, but you can sing along with it as well.
Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. We are mindful this morning, as we are every Sunday morning, every Sunday, not just mornings, but we're mindful of the death and the burial and the resurrection that that Jesus did for us. There's nothing of great value that would cause him to do that in me or in you. But he did so because he loves us. He cares for us. He wants the best for us, not just on this earth, but in your spiritual well-being as well. Jesus wants us to be reconciled to God through himself. And that is why he died on the cross for us. He wants the best for us. And the best is our spiritual well-being. And through his death on the cross, his body suspended between heaven and earth, his flesh dripping blood upon the mercy seat, causes us, through our faith in Him, to be clean, to be pure, to be holy in His sight. Not of, not of anything that you've done, but what He has done for us. Let's, let's bow in prayer as we continue to meditate and think about His sacrifice, His love, His death, His coming again as well. Let's pray. Father God, we give you thanks and praise for just making a way possible for us to be connected to you and to be reconnected to you. Father, we look forward to the day that that we see you face to face for who you really are. Until then, Father, we we partake of this this communion. We partake of the bread and, and are reminded of his body that was broken for us. And we're reminded also of the body of believers that through their hearts and their minds and their actions believe and trust in you. Thank you for, thank you for this, this tool, this symbol, emblem that causes us to remember. Thank you for your son. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.
Let's bow again. Father, we're grateful. We're grateful that you are mindful of us. There's nothing in us that's deserving but your, your creation and everything in it speaks towards loving us. Father, thank you for loving us and sending your son to die on the cross for us that we might be washed in his blood. That we can have sanctification, redemption, holy, pure, all the wonderful things that you've given to us. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our church family as well. And Father, at this time, we ask that you will, you will bless all of us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Due to us being in isolation and stay-at-home orders, in, at least in Washington State, uh, you get the privilege or hardship, whichever one you want to look at, uh, of seeing the Baird family. Um, so now at this time, Hunter is going to, uh, to read a scripture from, from the book of James. My name is Hunter Baird, and I will be reading James chapter 1, verse 19 through 27. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can you say would save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and, continue, and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. All right, thank you, Hunter. We are, we are going to obviously be in the book of James this morning. And the book of James was written so that the church will become mature. Matter of fact, that would probably be what I would entitle, or, or if you're going to give a theme to the book of James, I would give it be mature. And he's challenging and, and, and just talking to Christians, just like we are today. We want you to be mature. I want to be mature in Christ, not mature in the world, not mature in, in physical things, but mature in spiritual things, which 
are reflected in the physical things that we do. I don't know. It can, I think you can see the puppy here. This is, I forgot the puppy's name. Zorro. Oh, I should have known. This is Zorro. You can see the mask, right? So I, I kind of voted for the, the name Bang, but that's all right um, because of the mask. But he's nice, so I guess we'll call him Zorro. Nevertheless, this puppy reminds me of, of, of Christians who, who first come into the faith and, and they are, they're excited and they're energetic and they're fun and they're just, but yet at the same time, they kind of have a struggle between, well, not having accidents on the floor. Uh, they kind of struggle between whining a little bit, like this puppy does, not as much as the other ones, but he does, or or maybe chewing on things that they shouldn't chew on or barking when they shouldn't bark or, or things like that. Folks, that's just simple Christianity. This puppy, hopefully, with the right person and the right owner, he'll be trained, he'll be taught, he'll be lots of fun, and he'll he'll bring lots of joy to, to the owner's life, but he, he just needs to be trained a little bit. And that's basically... That's basically the book of book of James. We need to be trained in being mature in Christ. So, our scripture uh, this morning that we're going to look at is just simply be, how do you become that way, and what motivates me to become like that. So I've entitled this lesson just simply "Humbly Accept the Word." The, the complete phrase is humbly accept the word that was planted within you. The word that can save you. So you think of the word as, as being something that that is is planted within us. You think of the word that that uh, is growing within you and I. And we think about how in the world that seed got there to begin with. Let me go back to the first screen. When we were ministering in Texas, we, uh, we put up a, probably a nuisance to the neighbors, but we put up a metal fort, and it was a pretty cool fort, and it was lots of fun. We put a slide on it, and we cut a door in it, you know, and, and, but one of the things that, that we did in our backyard as well is not just play on the fort, but my daughters came to me and just simply said, Dad, can we plant pumpkins here? I thought, What? Pumpkins? I can barely get grass to grow underneath the fort. So they so they dug a hole and they prepared the ground and they, they dug a hole and they put pumpkins and I want to say maybe watermelon as well, a couple of different plants there uh, growing. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and plant the seeds because I'm not going to have to deal with them because they're not going to grow, all right? They're just flat out not going to grow. Sure enough, they began to grow. I feel like Jack and the Beanstalk. They began to grow, and they began to grow, and they began to grow. And day in and day out, they would go over there and make sure that they were watered, make sure that, that, the, that the plant was, was nourished. And, and pretty soon, if you, if you knew our backyard then, about half the backyard was taken up with pumpkin vines and watermelon vines. And that's kind of hard to mow around. And so I had a lot of, lots of grass in there as well. 
So my thought is just simply this, as far as letting the word grow within within us, keep keep trying, keep plugging along, keep maturing in the faith, keep keep doing the things that God has asked us to do, so that the plant can grow, so that we can bear fruit. It may seem like an inopportune time to do so. It may be, seem like a challenging time to do so. It may just seem like, wow, that seed's not going to grow in here, anywhere, anyway, no way. But keep, keep at it. Keep at it. James has already spoken to us about the trials that, that have already come their way. He said, keep at it. Keep going. These trials are going to be beautiful one day. But keep at it. Don't be discouraged by the trials. Matter of fact, he says, consider it pure joy. Trials, yeah, trials can can be hard and difficult. But when you let the word that is planted within you and you, you let those trials water and give nourishment and not just a hindrance, it'll grow like you've ever imagined. As we continue to take a look at, at James he just gives us some ideas and, and some thoughts on, on how to humbly accept the word planted in us. And he tells us that, that we need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, this is, this is easily seen in our lives, you, you know, with, with, with our dealings with each other, especially having been quarantined for, I don't know, 100 years. Actually, I think it's probably, what, a week and a half, two weeks? But three weeks for, for teenagers. Uh, it seems like uh, it had uh, been 100 years. So anyway, to those uh, of us who don't mind being couch potatoes, it's just a day. No, I'm joking. It's been longer than that. So when you're quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry, you're able to let the Word of God sink into your heart and just let it be established there and being rooted there. He's not just merely talking about the way that we speak to each other and things like that. He's talking about how we respond to the Word that's being planted within us. Are we quick to listen to the Word or do we have something else to do? Are we, are we so ready when the Word of God comes in conflict with the things that I want to do and the things I want to accomplish in my own life and there's conflict there? Do I get angry? Do I get defensive? Do I get and find ways to justify myself? Or do I let the Word of God gently, slowly, Work in my heart and be and grow into a into a beautiful vine that God wants us to grow in. I find myself often when I'm in conflict with God or I'm conflict with uh, with the Word of God. Things don't always go right during the day, and I become angry. I become frustrated. I become almost out of control. Another way to help plant that seed in our hearts and our minds. It's just simply getting rid of all moral filth and letting and and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word of God planted in us. 
So as the word of God is being sown to us, like the parable of the sower, remember Matthew chapter 13, where the sower goes out and he scatters his seed everywhere and it falls upon, it falls upon four different types of soil. The story is basically not just the types of soil, but what kind of soil are you going to be? What, kind, what are you going to do to prepare your hearts to let the, let the seed soak in to us? As you think about it, the, the soil that I didn't think the watermelon or the pumpkin would grow, my girls prepped it. They got rid of the weeds and they, and they prepped it and they, they dug the ground, although it was hard as a rock, and they put water on it. They softened it up. They did what my dad taught me was to, to till it up, make a mound, put your finger in it. That's what every good farmer does. And put the seed in, cover it up, water it, and keep nourishing it. That's exactly what they did. Part of, part of letting the Word of God work within our hearts and minds is just simply, just simply prepping it. Get rid of things that's in your life that, that you know shouldn't be there. Get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent. It's everywhere around us. There's distractions everywhere that keep us from listening to the Word of God. And there are some things that we get angry about when the Word of God says change. And we justify. And we don't want to get rid of it. But yet, but yet sometimes it's difficult to get rid of it. Although it stinks. Although it stinks. It's a challenge to get rid of the things that we don't want to, to get rid of. As you take a look uh, further in the book of James, he just simply says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Do what it says. And maybe a good example of, of of that would be uh, everybody knows everybody knows that uh, having a dirty diaper is it fills the whole room and it stinks up everything. Anybody that's had a child knows that, or a baby knows that, and anybody that knows that that uh, uh, changing diapers are not fun, but they're needed. That's one of the things of life, and but yet sometimes. Sometimes, you know, when babies cry and they scream and they kick and they, you know, they make your mess um, and they let us know about it. For some strange reason, we as Christians trying to mature want to hang on to our dirty diaper. We want to hang on to it, although it's stinky and it's nasty, but it's mine. I want to, that's mine. I can't let go. Yeah, but God says it stinks. Yeah, but it's mine. Sometimes, unfortunately, we're like that as well. We want to hang on to our dirty diaper and God says it's not good for you. But yeah, but I like it. Yeah, but it stinks. Yeah, but I like it. It's going to cause a rash, but I like it. It's going to cause dysentery. Yeah, but I like it. It's going to do this. Yeah, but I like it. You can see that. You can see that easily in, in people's lives. No matter what it is. What are the sin that people struggle with? And I get it. I struggle too with sin. What James will say is just simply 
you don't just need to identify what the sin is. You need to stay away from the sin. You need to you need to stay away from the sin of all the all the moral filth and and, and get rid of it. Get rid of it. And as you listen to the word of God and as it plants in your heart, don't just listen to it, but do it. We need to be doers of the word. And perhaps that's one of the biggest challenges as, as Christians that, that we face in, in the world. Uh, trying to let our light shine before others, but yet we struggle and make mistakes as well. People of the world don't always understand that, that we've been forgiven, we've been redeemed, we, we, we are justified before God, even though we still mess up. Keep cleaning, keep cleaning yourselves and not deceive yourselves. Listen to the word and do what it says. I got up this morning and I looked in the mirror. And I got to tell you what, the, some of the thoughts that I had was just like, wow, that guy is handsome. God, man, he is gorgeous. I, I, I'm not kidding. It was whew, really good. I jumped in the shower, you know, and, and, and I shaved a little bit, took some whiskers off, and, and I thought, wow, it's just getting better, you know. Uh, it just, just keeps getting better. Then I got in the shower, turned on the hot water, washed off, you know, and, and uh, uh, got ready for the day and, and, and dried off, and man, not only am I looking good, I am smelling good now. I'm, we got it all together. I just put on a few clothes and uh, some dress clothes, and you'll look really sharp. So I got there, and I, and I got closer to the mirror, and it was fogged up. And I thought, ah, oh, you know, I still need to brush my teeth. So I took the towel, and I started wiping off the mirror. And, you know, yeah, I still look and smell good, you know. Then I reached over and grabbed my glasses and put those on and still looking in the mirror, thought, oh, it's not as good as I thought it was. I'm not as handsome as I thought I was. But you still go about your day. When you look in the Word of God, you don't always, you don't always uh, see what you want to see. There's challenges there presented by the Word of God. And it's easy for me to, 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 to not look in the mirror cleanly and the way that I should and intently the way that, the way that James wants me to. It's easy for me to look in the mirror and see a muscular, handsome man until I start looking more intently until I start looking through my glasses. James just simply says this, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Folks, we need to look intently into the Word. Don't just look at it through a foggy mirror thinking that everything is great and okay. We need to clean the mirror. We need to, we need to put our glasses on and look into the mirror. Now, does God think I'm handsome? I don't know if he thinks I'm handsome, but he thinks I'm pure and he knows I'm holy and he knows I'm blameless when I know I'm not. It's because of the blood of Christ that he sees me 
that way. James just wants to encourage the church to be mature. He wants to encourage the church and help the church be mature like his brother, Jesus. He wants us to be like Jesus. He wants you to be like Jesus. He wants you and I to to take time to look intently upon the word, upon the, the law that gives freedom. He wants us to look intently upon him and upon his grace and upon his mercy. And don't forget that. Keep looking into the law that gives freedom and you will be blessed by doing so. How do I know if I'm looking at the right person in the mirror? How do I know if I'm if I'm looking at a foggy mirror or not? Basically what I'm asking is, how do I know if I'm being I'm letting the right plant grow in me? How do I know if if Jesus is planted in me? And not the world. I think one of the things that James points us to. Is just simply. The easy thing that we fall into. Is do. If, if you do not keep a tight rein on your tongues. Then. You don't have the right plant growing in you. Jesus says out of the. Out of the mouth, the heart speaks. Out of the, out of the heart come all kinds of actions. <laughs> and that's one way that you can determine whether you have good fruit or, or bad fruit. James says in 126, do not keep a tight, oh, those who do not keep a tight run, t- uh, rain on their tongues, deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Interesting. Boy, that's a tall order. And that's a tall challenge. It's just something for us to work on. It's just something for us to to be mindful of as we look into the, the law that gives freedom. There's another, there's something else that he says here that that gives uh, uh, thought, okay, to whether or not we're letting Christ's seed, the plant, grow within us. Or is it the world seed, the world's plant? He says, look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Hmm. Paul will say in Philippians chapter 2 that we need to consider others better than ourselves. We need to start out with humility. We need to be humble. Humble, like James will say, as you let the word be planted in you. Humbly let it grow in you. Humbly let it be planted in you. And one of the signs of of a humble person is how he treats others. Who he looks after. Who does he take care of? Is he just simply looking after his own selfish desires? Or is he looking after other people? Jesus told us that the greatest commands are this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And the things that we do go along with those. I have a saying that 
your actions right out right out your faith every time. Now, granted, we do struggle, and we have poor actions sometimes, but on a consistent basis, if your if your actions are not consistent with Christ and His actions, we need to look at ourselves more intently into the Word of God and see ourselves for who we really are. Do we put others first, those who cannot help themselves? Do we, do we allow the world to pollute us? Maybe pollute us with our language. Maybe pollute us with our attitudes of selfishness or anger. Maybe, maybe the world pollutes us in lots of different ways. John will say that there's basically three types of pollution. It's 1 John chapter 2, 15 and 16. And those come through the, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the boastful pride of life. Adam and Eve experienced it, and we do too. So in general, what does your plant look like that's growing within you? The challenge is for us to let Christ's word grow in us. And not my word, nobody, nobody else's word, but his word. Let it be planted within you. And you, as James will say, will be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your, your commitment to the word. We appreciate your commitment to the body of, that meets at King's Orchard Church of Christ. So let's, let's pray before we close. And then, uh, and then you can contemplate and reflect. Father God, we just want to listen to you. We want to have our ears dug out and cleaned out so that we can hear your word more intently, so that we can look into the law that gives freedom, so that we can look upon your grace and your mercy, your forgiveness, your, your cleanliness for us. Father, we want to praise you for who you are. Father, we lift your name up on high and place ours down below. We ask for your wisdom. We ask for your strength. We ask for your peace. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.